Welcome to Hope Community Podcast. It's great to have you join us today listening online. We pray you'll be impacted by our message this week. Enjoy. Thanks, Tam. So good. Um, I always love preaching at, at Hope and uh, this online thing's uh, really cool. Thanks. Thanks, Rob, for pulling this together. Um, look, I'm preaching a few times over Dan and Lissa's long service leave break uh, at, at Hope. And I've got for the first two messages, um, I've got this little series to do with Jesus and the disciples and boats and lakes and storms at night. And you, you might you might kind of think, well, oh, that's a random series title. But as I prayed and, and prepared, it hit me how many really significant moments there were between Jesus and the disciples uh, in boats on lakes at night to do with a storm. So for today, we're going to Mark chapter 4, verse 35 to 41. You, you, many will be familiar with this story, but just um, just listen to this beautiful account of what happened on this night. It says, That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, Let's go over to the other side. So leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up and waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up. He rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified. And they asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. I just want to encourage you to take a a moment to put yourselves in the disciples' place and in the boat that night. Just imagine it. I mean, it had been an exhausting day. Jesus had taught all day. And the crowds were overwhelming and the disciples would have looked after Jesus and tried to manage these huge crowds. And as the afternoon drew long, I think they were probably keen for a rest, but it was Jesus who said, no, no, the, the day's not done yet. We need, we need to get in the boat and go over to the other side. And so they did. There were some experienced fishermen and mariners among them and they set out with Jesus in the boat and night settled in and Jesus went to the back of the boat and just fell asleep, just fell asleep on a cushion. I imagine some disciples doing the same thing just as the boat gently went out in the water that night. Some would have tended to the oars or the sails and rudders, but I guess all the disciples would have enjoyed this lesser intensity moment as they set out that night. But all of a sudden, everything changed. I don't know what they would have noticed first. You know, when storms come in, sometimes you just notice a change of a, a breeze or, or maybe the boat started 
just pitching slightly, but whatever it was that they noticed first, before too long, their serenity was smashed and 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 this windstorm came in. And you got to get the right picture with this windstorm. It actually says it was a furious squall. This was no little event. It's this powerful gusts of wind started buffeting their boat and the wind whipped up waves higher than the side of the boat and these waves started breaking in over the side. It got to the stage where the disciples obviously thought that one, one more wave over the side of this boat, one more bit of water in this boat and we're, we're going down. They thought this was it. They thought they were going to drown in the storm on the lake at night and they, they thought it was all over and, and they were terrified. So they panicked and they rushed at Jesus. And don't you, did you hear what they, 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 they woke him up and they screamed, Jesus, don't you care if we drown? Now that's, that's not polite prayers, is it? Like that's not well-crafted polite prayers. That's raw, desperate, fear-filled, pain-filled cries from their hearts in a situation that, that they thought was going to be their last. Have you ever, you ever been there before in moments of your life? Well, maybe you're there now. I, re- I remember crying out like this, being pushed beyond polite, well-crafted prayers in it. A moment one day when I got called by a family from the church to come and pick up their other siblings from a medical centre. I raced to this medical centre and their dear 18-month-old little boy was in the back of an ambulance already, screaming, having just been diagnosed with meningococcal disease. This family explained that the doctor at the medical centre had said there's maybe hours for this little boy to live. And as I picked up this little boy's older siblings, it wasn't a time for polite prayers. I... I just had it calling out from my heart in desperation, Jesus, you've you got to intervene. You must. You must save this boy. It was just one of those raw cries in the storm. Um, just by the way, that was one of the first times I've ever seen such a clear work of Jesus healing in a little boy's life. This little boy was healed, but it was that desperate cry in the middle of the storm I'll never forget. I remember crying out to Jesus like this in wave after wave of debilitating anxiety that used to inflict me over a period of 10 years in my life. I remember one day as another wave came and just debilitated me crying out saying, Jesus, I can't, I can't, I just overwhelmed in this storm. You, you gotta intervene because it's, it's true, isn't it? That storms, storms come. We just set out in what Jesus wants us to do. And just as we live our lives in such quick fashion storms come and the winds blow and the waves are huge and sometimes we feel overwhelmed and I I don't know whether you're facing one or what it might be at the moment maybe a an illness that has come uh, unexpected maybe the boss called you into the office the other day and all of a sudden your world was turned upside down. I I don't know what it might be, but I do know in storms they are scary and they are terrifying. 
Maybe some are feeling right in this moment in the midst of a storm, not one more wave and I'm done. One more wave and I can't hold things together anymore and I don't know what happens then. Maybe some have even cried out in desperation in the middle of your storm this very week. Oh, Jesus, where are you? Are you asleep? Why aren't you doing more? Maybe that's where you are. And um, I just wanted to sort of say this morning, if if you're resonating with that moment, I wanted to first empathise with you. They're incredibly painful, really difficult times in, in our lives and in our journeys. And I just wanted to say, hang in there. But the other thing I wanted to do was for you to have a look at what actually happens in this passage. Because when the disciples were out on that lake and they were in the middle of their storm and they rushed at Jesus, Jesus' response is kind of, well, incredible and bizarre at the same time. This is Mark 4 verse 39. Just imagine it. When the disciples came and said, Jesus, don't you care if we drown and the storm's raging? It says that Jesus got up from his sleep. Imagine someone getting up from their sleep. They're kind of just sort of coming to. And it, it says that he doesn't actually address the disciples. So they come to him, woken up and asked a question, but Jesus doesn't say anything to the disciples first. Instead, in the middle of the storm, it says he rebuked the wind. Now, what what are you doing if you rebuke something or someone? You're kind of telling them off, aren't you? You're kind of pointing out, hey, this is out of line. This is no good. You've got to stop that. And so that sort of says that Jesus did to the wind. He rebuked the wind. You're out of line. Stop that. And then it says he he said to the waves. Jesus spoke to the weather, to the ocean. He said, quiet, be still. If I was one of the disciples in in the boat watching all this unfold that night, I, I think I would have thought that this is really out there. This is quite, like, strange. But, you know, as soon as Jesus rebuked the wind and said, quiet, be still to the waves. And don't miss this in this story. Such incredible things are said in just a few words. It says the wind died down and the waves were still. Jesus spoke to the storm and it was quietened straight away. And did you catch what what happened next? Don't miss this bit. In verse 41, it says that the disciples, they were terrified. And that's interesting, isn't it? Because they'd just been terrified at the storm, right? They'd just been absolutely terrified by the storm that raged around. But as soon as Jesus got up and quieted the storm, it said now they're terrified of him. But it's a little bit of a different terrified. It's like a awestruck terrified. It's like an exceedingly revered him. And they asked each other, get this, they, they stood in that boat, they asked each other, who, who is this? Who is this? Even the wind and the waves 
obey him. And you've got to imagine this, this, actually, this moment actually happened. They were in the boat. Jesus was there in earshot. He was right before them, but they drew back together and they looked at Jesus and they asked each other, who is this one who is in the boat with us? Who, who was it, by the way? It's not a trick question. It was Jesus. It was Jesus, the Son of God, Jesus. It was Jesus, the one through whom everything came to be, Jesus. It was Jesus who speaks and demons flee. It was Jesus who speaks and sicknesses are healed. It was Jesus who speaks and storms are calmed. It was Jesus who speaks and sins are forgiven and and people receive eternal life. It was Jesus who says, I'll always be with you. It was the Jesus for whom nothing is impossible. It was Jesus who says, I will be with you in everything and bring you through. That's who was with them in the boat that night, but in the storm, once Jesus had done his work, they asked the question, who is this? Because they'd either forgotten or they just didn't know how powerful and how good Jesus was in the midst of the storm. And first up from this story, I just just want to say, you know what, in the midst of our storms and they're tough and the wind blows and the waves crash over and we feel they overwhelm and the fear response is, is very real. And I don't want to underestimate anyone's storm at the moment, but I do want to say it's so easy in those moments to forget the one we have in the boat with us. Because if you belong to Jesus, if you posture toward him, if you cry out to him, you know what, you're not careering just out of control in the midst of a storm alone. You're not. You've got Jesus in the boat with you. Jesus, the Son of God. Jesus, the all-powerful Jesus, the one who says, I'll never, ever, ever leave you. Jesus, who would do anything for you, and he proved that by going to the cross. Jesus, who has never planned to do nothing in what you're going through. He's never even thought of it. He's always going to do something. You've got Jesus in the boat with you. Who is this, you can say? as you stand in your storm and the true response is you are not alone. He is right with you and he's the only one who makes all the difference. And I just wanted that word to come as comfort and encouragement. If you are travailing through a storm of overwhelm and difficulty at the moment, Jesus is, is, is with you. You have Jesus in the boat with you. You know, at this uh, point in the story, right when Jesus calms the storm, if I was a disciple um, that night, I reckon that would have been enough for me right there, you know? Like we'd set out and the storm blew and I got afraid. I thought I was going to die, but I woke Jesus up and he stood up And I thought it was weird, but he spoke to the weather. And you know what? The weather obeyed. The storm was calmed. The threat to my life was gone. Like for me, that would have been enough. That was everything more than what I expected. 
And I would have been happy for the story to end right there. And I think that's why it probably earns the title in our Bibles as Jesus Calms the Storm, because really that's what stands out to us the most in this story. But interestingly enough, this isn't where Jesus wanted to leave the story. In fact, Jesus was so casual about calming the storm it's like in Jesus' mind that the coming of the storm miracle just played like a cameo support role to another miracle that had actually gone on right there in the midst of what was happening, but everybody had missed it. Nobody had seen it. It's easy to miss this. So I just want to point out today that after Jesus had calmed the storm, he asks the disciples a couple of questions. This is verse 40. He said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Just let those two questions hit you. Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? We're going we're gonna to treat each one separately so that we can get what Jesus is really getting at here. The first one, why are you so afraid? I almost at first glance, don't understand why Jesus even had to ask this question. Because if I was a disciple, I'd be like, that is a captain obvious. Why are you so afraid? Uh, I, I don't know, Jesus. Maybe the storm. You know, maybe the waves over the side of the boat. Maybe the boat filling up. Maybe the sound of glug, glug, glug as we began to go down in case you hadn't noticed if you're asleep on a cushion in the stern or something like that. But maybe the life-threatening situation, hence the fear in our hearts. I mean, what do you mean? Why are you so afraid? Um, death? That's, that's probably why. So afraid? But I don't think this is a question that Jesus actually wanted that kind of answer for. I think this is a question they invited the disciples to reflect on something that they had missed. I think Jesus' question is a little bit better phrased like this. I think Jesus said, hey, why are you so afraid? As in, did you notice that I wasn't afraid? As in, did you notice that I was asleep on the cushion while you freaked out? in panic and got afraid. So I think his question was like, why do you think it was that you were so afraid while I wasn't? I was asleep on the cushion. I think Jesus was inviting a moment of self-reflection in the storm. Have you ever wondered that about this story? Have you ever wondered how Jesus could possibly fall asleep on a cushion in the midst of this life-threatening storm? I mean, I've heard some people say it's because he was so tired, like he'd been a busy day and he'd done a lot of preaching and and that. And, and like, like, I hear that. But to be honest, I've actually been in situations that I thought were my last moment and I felt what courses through your body in, 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 the, in those moments. And I've got to tell you, I've never once thought, oh, well, this will be my last moment. I'll just have a bit of a nap. Just go off to sleep like that. I just can't buy that. I don't think that's what's going on. I think there's something else. I think Jesus was actually able to sleep peacefully on that cushion in the storm out of a deep, deep sense of peace that came from his moment by moment 
deliberate pressing in relationship with his Father. Have to remember that Jesus was on earth in one sense to be the incredible, beautiful example of what is possible for human life when they live in relationship with Father, with Father God. And I think something of this example is coming out here in Jesus. I think Jesus knew moment by moment his Father's power and love for him. I think Jesus knew his Father's peace. I think Jesus knew his Father's care and strong arms of compassion and love around him in every moment. And I think Jesus knew deep in his soul that through anything, through anything, through storm, through calm time, through threats of, 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 of death, through whatever, I think Jesus knew he is always safe in his Father's arms. And so the storm raged around and the disciples flipped out, but Jesus slept on a cushion with his dad. I think that's what was going on. And it's like Jesus asked this first question to the disciples, hey, why do you think it is that you were afraid, but I wasn't, was to help them realise that there was another way for them. There was another way for them to act in that storm that they hadn't seen. And I think that's the real miracle of this story. Then the next question, do you still have no faith? I don't know how you feel about this question, but I don't like it. Or more accurately, I don't like the meaning we've tended to make from questions like this from Jesus. It kind of, to me, I've often thought it sounds like a condemnation and a judgment on, on the disciples' faith. I kind of often thought that really, you know, the lesson to be learned was that if they could just faith more, if they could just believe better, they wouldn't traverse this stuff. But I don't, think, I don't think that's what was going on. I think this question is actually a beautiful invitation to enter in to something these disciples had never thought of. Let me explain a little bit by telling this story. My brother-in-law is, a, is, a, is an, a boaty and an avid fisherman from way back. And one afternoon he took his son, who was five at the time, out for a father and son fishing trip. And they went a long way out here, six-metre twin-hole beautiful boat, and they went a long way out off Morton Island, had a grey afternoon fishing, he said, but as they got to the end of the afternoon, he noticed some storm clouds coming on the horizon, and so they decided to cut their trip short and turn for home. It was just Mick and my nephew Jack, who was five at the time, in the boat. But he said the storm caught them. And they were still miles from anywhere on their way in when the wind really started buffeting and the waves were coming against and the boat started pitching around so much that my brother-in-law thought, hey, where's where's Jack? And he feared for him. So when my brother-in-law fears for something that's going on out there, he's he's a very experienced buddy. You know it's dicey. Anyway, he grabbed his son who was five and he grabbed the beanbag that they had in the boat with him at the time. And he put the beanbag at his feet between his feet and the console and he put Jack in the beanbag and he sort of braced Jack with his legs as he kept holding on to the steering wheel of the boat and they went like that for half an hour, 45 minutes as the waves and the water and the wind whipped up around them. 
said it was getting dicey now still just making slow progress when he decided he'd better check on what Jack was doing down there. So he looked down. You know what he said? He said, incredibly, Jack had fallen asleep. He was fast asleep in this beanbag in the middle of the storm. And as Mick told me the story, Jack was there. And I said, Jack, what? You're, you're asleep in the middle. What about the waves? What about the wind? Weren't you terrified at what was going on? And I'll never forget the look on his face. He just looked back at me and he just went, no. No, I wasn't afraid because I was with my dad. And it just, just like it had never occurred to him. That he needed to be afraid in that moment because he knew he was with his dad. Now, I just have a feeling that captures the essence of what this beautiful invitation is. Do you still have no faith? I think Jesus was saying, do you know what? In the midst of storms, you can panic. You can ride the roller coaster of fear and difficulty. You can grab a bucket and start bailing or grab an oar and use all your strength contending with the storm. You can even cry out with heart desperation cries in great terror. Or I think he's saying, you can grab your cushion and you can curl up at my feet and you can rest postured in peaceful trust and quietness before me. I think his invitation says when you do that, you will experience in the midst of storms peace. You will hear words of revelation that you couldn't ever think up yourself for your situation. And you will see incredible supernatural manifestations of kingdom purpose and power in the midst of whatever it is you're going on that go beyond what you could ever dream. It's this beautiful invitation to be cut off and abandon a response of panic and fear in storms and to rest, to step back from the circumstances you face in storms and to rest in trust with Jesus. I think our greatest difficulty is that we actually think Jesus won't do anything. He is never not going to do anything. Never, ever, ever. Just as I prayed ahead of today, I just got this real sense of the pain and acute difficulty that some are facing. Please don't think I underestimate the difficulty of the storms. They come suddenly. They take us to the brink. They up, they, they upend us. If you're in that situation today, you have my sympathy. And I felt the pain as I prayed. But I also got a strong sense that Jesus was saying, I am with you. I am in the boat. There's nothing that's impossible for me. I'm all powerful and I will hold you and I will deliver you and I will speak to you and I will grant you rest. And I had a strong sense of Jesus cutting us off from responses of panic and fear. I mean, storms are difficult enough as they are. On top of that, we sometimes also add on fear and, and, and panic and it doesn't help. But I just got the sense today Jesus was saying, it's time to rest. It's time to step back from where you are. It's time to take a quiet moment, grab a cushion, go to your favourite place 
and still your heart in postures of quiet trust and worship and stillness before the king and you'll hear his voice and you'll know his peace and you'll see incredible miracles unfold. I just want to pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for who you are and your love and your strong arms. Thank you. There's nothing that is impossible for you. And thank you that you don't miss a beat. I know you're asleep on the cushion and the disciples thought you weren't seeing, but that's not who you are. You, you see everything of us. I just want to pray for those who are in the midst of the waves and the wind today. Oh, Jesus, would you come pour out your Holy Spirit to cut off responses of panic and, and, and slaves to fear? Oh, Lord, will you help us just to see that? We just need to, to rest. Help us pull up our cushions and take moments and step out of the fray for a moment. Just take moments and sit at your feet. I pray for nothing less than beautiful words of anointing over people. Pray for manifestations of your supernatural power. And I pray for that peace that you can't think your way to. Supernaturally endowed peace for people in the midst of really hard times at the moment, just in your presence in the storm. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to Hope Community Podcasts. We hope you enjoyed today's message and remember to subscribe to the channel to keep up to date. From everyone here at Hope Community, have the best week.